0: It's time for Crop Talk, local issues that area growers and producers are talking about. Crop Talk is brought to you by Halderman Real Estate and Farm Management Services and Harmeyer Auction and Appraisal Company.
1: With our farm expert, Scott Caldwell.
0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome back this weekend to the program. Scott Caldwell with you once again, and I am over in the booming metropolis of Falmouth, Indiana. And yes, anybody in here is laughing. Even the dog over there is dying (laughs) laughing about this. Um, Now, I'm at Falmouth Farm Supply talking with Jenny Nobby, who is the grain merchandiser uh, for Falmouth Farm Supply. Jenny, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing just fine, Scott. Thanks.
0: I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule uh, to spend a little bit of time talking to us about you and your background and your job and what you do.
2: Okay. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. So...
0: All right, so tell me a little bit about your background. Like, what's your ag background and connections of stuff, and where'd you come from?
2: Okay, well, um, I graduated from Union County High School in Liberty in 1979. Uh, while living over there at Liberty, we uh, farmed about 1,000 acres. We had hogs and cattle. Um, before that, we lived in Connersville uh, on the Luking Farms. And uh, moved from there over to Liberty. And then, uh, of course, in high school, I had this fabulous FFA advisor, who is Scott's dad. (laughs) There's the guy uh, right there. Yeah, (laughs) And I still can't call him by his first name. I have to call him Mr. Caldwell because it's just too weird to call him by his first name. But anyway, I was in FFA there. Um, Then right out of high school, I actually worked for Dickman Farm Equipment right out of high school. And uh, from there, I went over to the Fayette County Co-op in Connersville, Indiana. Uh, when I started there, I was—I just worked like the grain window, so I weighed mm-hmm. the trucks and, and all of that that came in with the grain and wrote feed tickets and that kind of thing. And, and when um, Harold Robinson, who was the manager there, he hired a grain merchandiser, And I became the assistant, I guess, by default, (laughs) because I was sitting by the grain window. I think that's that's how it happened.
0: So it wasn't necessarily an open door. It was an open window that got you into that job. Right, that got me into that
2: job. And so I helped him a lot during the years of the pick and roll uh, certificates. So we Mm -hmm. had to manage all of those certificates. So that was quite the job. So um, then just moving on a few years... um, Marvin ended up and left, went somewhere else, and so Harold uh, offered me the job if I wanted to be the grain merchant. So we had started basis trading at that time rather than just back-to-back sales, so that's how I became a grain merchandiser there, so...
0: So it wasn't anything when you were sitting in that ag class and your ag teacher talked about it and you went, that, that's what I want. You just kind of went, oh,
2: this, this. right? Is that kind of how that turned out? Yeah. um, You know, I always wanted to keep close to the farm. Mm -hmm. And um, I saw that as a way to do that. Um, I knew a lot of the customers there when I went to work there because I had gone to school at Alquine and Waterloo Mm -hmm. uh, in grade school. So I knew a lot of people there. Mm And um, so made the transition pretty easy, I think. And, um, you know, when he offered me that opportunity, uh, you know, I was young enough. I thought, hey, why not? Let's, <laughs> let's go right after it, you know. And um, so things have changed a lot in those years. But, um, you know, you kind of grow and change with the times. But, yeah, it was, it was a good opportunity.
0: So what you just said there was interesting. What's the biggest change that you've seen happen? I mean, I know there's been a lot of stuff.
2: Mm -hmm, What's the biggest one? I think the biggest change has been, of course, technology, uh, probably. You know, when I first started there, the markets came out on paper. Okay. And so Mm -hmm. they would, like a ticker tape kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And um, if corn changed price, a nickel in a year was something Hmm. Major. I mean it just wow. didn't. And um but now, you know, you okay. know this market, you know, we can we can be up um, you know, as much as a dollar or so on beans in a day. Right. And so that has probably been the biggest change. Uh that and the moisture of corn going from fifteen five down to fifteen. Okay. So I would say those two two things are the biggest things.
0: Right. So, let's go back to your job right now, and just for those that aren't familiar with it, explain what it is that a grain merchandiser does. I mean, people understand grain, maybe they understand merchandise, but you put that together, maybe we don't have the whole picture, so explain that to me.
2: Okay, well, I am responsible then for uh, the financial statement of the grain division here at Falmouth Farm Supply. So we have Falmouth uh, location, and then we also have a location at Glenwood that is on the rail down there. So my job is to effectively merchandise sell and buy all of the grain that goes through here so we can make a profit whether that be by truck by train however we need to do it plus i need to figure out the logistics to make that happen so we handle about seven million bushel of corn a year about five of beans and uh, around 250000 or so of wheat. Okay. So um, it t- takes a lot of logistical work mm-hmm. to make all of that work. So not only am I responsible for that, I'm also responsible to help the farmers market their grain to help them make the best decisions that they can as well.
0: Awesome. So, Okay. So we're going to take a quick break, get a word from our sponsor. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about that aspect of working with the farmers to get their best prices and what that looks like. But we'll be right back.
1: Are you receiving the correct cash rent? Is there improvements that could be made to increase your return from your farmland investment? Take advantage of the current strong ag economy and let us help you evaluate your farming operation and maximize your investments. At Halderman Real Estate and Farm Management, we bring over 90 years of experience and knowledge to the table. We listen and can understand your farming goals. We offer advice, recommendations, solutions, and create a plan on how we can help you meet your needs and goals. Take advantage of the current strong ag economy. Contact Chris or Lauren Peacock or Craig Springmeier and let us help you evaluate your farming operation and maximize your investment. Experience, knowledge, and professionalism. Contact Halderman today at Halderman.com.
0: All right, Scott Caldwell with you once again, speaking with Jenny Nobby, the grain merchandiser at Falmouth Farm Supply. And before the break, Jenny, you were mentioning how you work with the farmers to get the best price for their grain. What yeah. all do you do to make that happen, then?
2: Well we run um, one program that's called an average price program and um, so we run that through the months that are generally the highest priced months. So that usually starts in April and runs through the end of June. Uh, Historically prices have done what they're going to do by July the 4th. So usually after that unless it's hot and dry or something the market falls off. So that's one thing that we do. Mm Um, I have farmers come in and we sit down, we talk about what they have in, you know, how much storage they have on the farm, when they have payments that need to be made, what works best for them as far as moving things, like whether the ground has to be frozen uh, Mm. or dry for them to get to the bin. So for me, I try to ask them what their break-even number is. And if we know their break-even number, then that helps us to formulate a marketing plan to help them make sales at those levels.
0: Okay. Yeah. So for those that aren't familiar with the position, kind of very similar to in the banking side of thing and the lending type of stuff, let's figure out your, your flow and figure out the profit statement, where you're going to be. And they've got to understand their finances in order to have a good conversation with you as well.
2: Right. So. So we, we, um, The market is open daytime and nighttime. Mm -hmm. So when someone puts in an open order with us, which means, you know, somebody will call and say, I'll sell you a thousand bushel of beans at $15 for fall delivery. So we put that in on the Chicago Board of Trade. We put the order in. And so that order trades whenever that market is open. Okay. So what we've seen happen here lately is that it'll fill during the nighttime hours, but you never see that number during the day. So that's one thing that we offer for the farmers. You know, we try to tell you, know, if you got a number you want, let get it to me. Let's get it in the market and see exactly. see if it'll feel that way for you.
0: So. And so does that kind of lend itself, why well, it's an advantage to use you or somebody in their area, their geography that does this, as opposed to doing it on their own?
2: Well, I, you know, I think, and I've said this for a long time, and, and my dad was a farmer, and, and I think that farmers are um, emotionally tied to their crop.
0: Very you true. know, yeah.
2: They put a lot of effort and time and money into growing that crop. And any farmer will tell you that he loves the planting. He loves doing all of that. And, right. of course, when I was growing up, we were disking and plowing and doing mm. all of those things. Yeah. But a farmer doesn't. Particularly like the marketing side because it's hard for them to let go of that crop they've put so much in. So that's where I think someone like me or someone in their area can be of a help because mm-hmm. if you put an order in, then it forces your hand right. uh, to make that sale that's profitable. Mm-hmm. And that way you take the emotionalism out of it. Yeah. You know, so.
0: Okay, that's a good point. So... Obviously, I'm not going to talk about pricing <laughs> because you know, into July and you know, the very next weekend, very very next hour after this airs, right. it's going to change. Sure. So we won't go there. Sure. But what are some of those things that really drive those prices? Drive that market to go up or down?
2: Well, ultimately, it's a supply demand driven market. Ultimately, but we sure go through an awful lot of gyrations to get there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so for example, this week. You know, we all know that we've had trouble uh, between Russia and the Ukraine. The Black Sea area is a huge wheat export place, and so that is major. So then the Ukraine, once that was bombed, um, they said, okay, we'll take it down the tributaries, and we'll take it down the Danube River, and we'll Mm -hmm. take it that way and do it. Well, then they bombed the warehouse on the Danube River. So we saw wheat up the limit on Monday because of that, corn and beans followed behind. Mm -hmm. Crop condition ratings came out. They didn't deteriorate. They didn't (laughs) get any better. Um, So right now, there's not a whole lot of, you know, worry about the crop. We're almost to the time of year where we're going to wait and see what we've got before we do much. So the main components, you've got your speculators that are in there, (laughs) and you have commercials, which is what I am. Okay. And um, it's usually weather and world events that drive the market and sometimes it's you cannot find a reason why it's doing what it's doing.
0: You Somebody know? said something and it became a self fulfilling prophecy. Right, right. Yep. Somebody
2: said something to the right person and it got out there and here we are, yeah. you know. So, so
0: yeah. All right. So I always think that's interesting to hear, you know, when in agriculture if you're outside of the industry, you don't understand how much we have to watch world news oh, yes. for what we're doing, whether it's grain or livestock or right. equipment or whatever, right. that we're really driven by the world, right. not just locally, not just what we can sell right. at the corner, right? but we what we can sell across the ocean.
2: Right. So, for example, this year in this area where we are here, I think our crops look really good. You know, our crops mm. are good. Have we been light on rain? Yes. But, you know, I think we're going to have a, an average to good crop. I don't think we're going to have a bin buster, but I think it's going to be pretty good. You know, there are some areas that's not going to have yeah. that. And so sometimes people focus on, well, such and which over here didn't get rain. And so corn ought to be going up. Well, we have to remember that the market is a futures market, so it's just talking about what's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really care what's happening
0: right, right. now. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's <a really laughs> so that's kind of
2: that's kind of you know a, a hard one to grasp yeah. sometimes. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm so glad you took some time here and got to learn a little bit about grain merchandising. Hopefully, our listeners learned a little bit about what's going on and and how this functions and even be able to share with their non-agriculture friends what we do within our industry. Right. Uh, But before I let you go, I've got to ask you the same question I ask everybody at the end of the program, and that is, what's something you wish you knew when you were younger?
2: Oh, let's see here. Well, for one thing, I wish I'd known there would have been cell phones. I would have bought all the airspace in there.
0: <laughs> You know? Investment planning. So I would have been, nice. yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, that is, that's kind of a hard one, you know, and I've yeah. thought about that. Um, you know, I guess maybe part of me wishes... Um, that I might have paid more attention to uh, the growing crop when I was at home. You know, when you're a kid, you're just kind of, <laughs> you know, yeah. whatever, do whatever you're told and you go on, you know. Yeah. Um, but um, that that's probably it. But, you know, I don't know. I've had a pretty good life, so.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's good advice. So just kind of, when you're growing up, pay attention to what's going on around right. you. And you never realize the value of that until you're older.
2: Right, right. And I've had to look back. I, I have had some customers actually ask me about drying corn and this kind of thing. And so I go back and I think, well, dad had me push this button and this button, you know, but then I knew that we had to cool it down. I knew that what the drying floor was. I knew yeah. what all those things were. So I think that has helped me a lot too, because I knew and understood those things. So
0: Very good. Yeah. So this has been Scott Caldwell talking with Jenny Nobby, again, the grain merchandiser for Found With Farm Supply. Thank you so much for being here. And folks, don't forget to tell your story and agriculture story because they deserve to be heard. Have a great week. Crop Talk is brought to you by Halderman Real Estate and Farm Management and by Harmeyer Auction and Appraisal Company. Thanks for listening and join us next Sunday morning immediately after Community Caravan for Crop Talk with farm expert Scott Caldwell. From the station, proud to support our area growers and producers, Kix 96.